Welcome back to AM and the PM. This is now season two. Thank you for joining us. And and a happy new year to everyone. It is now 2019. It's pretty crazy. So how many of you have hung on to your resolutions? <laughs> I mean, it's only a few days into the new year. I didn't even make any resolutions. So yeah, basically there's no new Ollie new year. No, there's no. Well, that's new good. Me. We like Ollie the way he is. So. Well, thank you. Well, hopefully, hopefully this Ollie is a better one than the one we got at the end of 2018. Oh. Yeah, dressing up every day to work. You know, I finally, take, finally I toning it down. This is the Ollie <laughs> that we like. The bedhead, the, the white shirt. That's the Ollie that we want and deserve. You know what? I took time to present myself to you guys today because I knew all all 10 seconds of it yeah exactly got up and said what shirt should I wear the, no, the white I one <laughs> exactly <laughs> so anyways we are going to talk about a couple new things that have happened in the past couple weeks there was a flyby I don't know if you guys have seen it it's a uh, flyby of Ultima Thule, I believe it's how it's pronounced. Thule, Thule. We were. I read trying... it as Thule, but you know, as in Yule. Yeah. But you know. Or Zul. From Ghostbusters. Perhaps. Okay, that's Perhaps. yeah. There so, is no, no Ultima. There is only Thule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But. Yeah, so there was a flyby of Ultima, Thule, Thule, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was by the New Horizons probe. I believe it's a probe, but it's pretty interesting stuff. So let's see. It was slated to pass by this object. It was The object is basically the farthest object in our solar system, and we believe that it has data on it that could kind of go back in time to when our solar system was first created. So it's pretty interesting to to fly by it and capture data and things like that. So I think it flew by on uh, January 1st. Yeah, it was just right after the new year that, yeah. uh, that it flew by. Yep. And it took some preliminary photos, which were really, really pixelated. But then people were speculating if it was two objects like really close together that were orbiting or if it was like one object that was just oblong shaped or like really oddly shaped. And I think it is actually one object. It kind of looks like a snowman. So, so I watched. Excuse me, snow person. Oh my God. No, it says so right here. Alan Stern. <laughs> oh my because God. Because we don't know what gender it, it uh, identifies dare as. Assume. That's, that's true. But uh, so I was watching a little bit of the, of the press conference that NASA had and like, so they're only flying by it once, apparently, uh, and he said that it started out as two different shapes in like a massive star field, and then just hundreds and hundreds just kept going by, and then eventually, like, they collided. Okay. So. That's interesting. Yeah, and I read another theory that they were held together by exotic ices. Yeah, apparently. Which is kind of strange. I don't know what an exotic ice is. They're just bodies of ice. That's interesting. An exotic ice. So, like, it must have, like, all sorts of weird, like, 
in my mind, I'm thinking an exotic means it's like peppered with different materials inside the ice. Probably is that yeah coconut. (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) like coconut. Yeah, all the normal things you'd find in the outer reaches of our solar system. (laughs) But yeah, so I I think um, the most recent update from that is that they're just now waiting on all of the data to be transmitted back to earth simply because of the the sheer distance that it is away from us i think they said it was going to take like a couple weeks really a couple so like weeks by the end of the year uh, well hopefully by the end of the year uh but by the end of the end of the month to like the first or something like that we should have more pictures and okay and all of that yeah so i mean it's it's crazy to think about like you know we we're living in a world where we have access to everything at the flip of a switch, you know, in a blink of an eye, we have it. And to think that there's something so far away that we we have to actually wait like weeks or months or something like that for data to be transmitted, that's that's pretty insane to think about. But especially look good. Especially at like the edge of our solar system. Yeah. You know. Just think about like having access to that technology back in the early 50s whenever we were uh well i'm sorry late 50s early 60s whenever we were doing all this space travel and everything like just imagine how long it would take to get those images yeah i mean t- well so when did new i think new horizons was launched in the early 2000s 2005 or 6 okay so think about how much technology has progressed just from the early 2000s or just in that era like it's progressed significantly like data transmission rates uh you know like image quality you know different types of sensors that they can throw on board yeah it's it's pretty crazy to think about um and then you know for the future for this for this spacecraft to continue you know venture out of our solar system and you know how like there could be a point in time where we would have to wait, you know, decades for data to come back. And it's just like where where does it stop, you know? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I think I'm looking at an article right now on space.com. It looks like they paused the data dump. It looks like it fell silent on the fourth of January, but it was like an expected pause on communications. So it's it's pretty interesting. I wonder why, I wonder why they paused the transmission of data. Probably just to keep us waiting. Maybe, keep the hype up, right? I think this is the first time that I've I forgot NASA existed. I mean, obviously I didn't, but just like I forgot that they were a thing because there's no, I haven't heard anything new coming from them. Well, right. I mean, all I've heard about is that the. You know, the funding has always been cut for NASA and they've been struggling to to launch new things because of, you know, money. So it's good that they're back in the limelight because hopefully more people understand that this type of stuff is important and, you know, it should be talked about more often. But it looks like, if I'm reading that right, it says, all told it will take about 20 months for all the data currently trapped in the probe to be sent back down to Earth. So looks like hundreds of images and spectra and other data types. So they must have a ton of information on that, on that Ultima Thule. 
How are they extracting all of it? Just by camera? I think... So that's a good question. I don't know. Obviously, yeah, they have sensors, like camera sensors, but they must have, like... They must have ways to, like, identify the makeup of the the rocks or the, the, like, composition of the materials as they're flying by. I'm not sure how that all works, but... Well, considering that they flew, like... Uh, the length of the entire U.S. away from it, I I'd assume that like they had sensors and cameras. Oh, so it was that far away? Yeah. As it flew by. Once so, again, from from the very brief press conference that like that I watched or listened to. So it wasn't even it wasn't even remotely close. No. So that that's insane. So it had to have like really strong sensors in order to capture information that far away. Yeah. Wow. Which explains the grainy photo. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said that they were going to have more high res pictures coming through. But that's obviously whenever the whenever it gets all back to us and everything. Yeah. Wow. Definitely a story to follow. Mhm. That's really cool. Yeah, I can't really imagine trying to capture data like like cuz you know, we we live in Ohio, so it'd be like me trying to point a a laser pointer and then try to hit somewhere in Los Angeles. Like how is that even remotely possible and and to to even attempt to do that? That's crazy. So, that's cool for sure. There was um so then the other thing that happened space related is that uh, China actually landed a probe on the moon a few days ago and they landed it on the far side of the moon not necessarily the dark side based on the new reports that we see um, the moon does in fact rotate just a lot slower than we usually notice so um, you're, you're busting a lot of uh, Pink Floyd fans bubble um Ollie. I know, I know. It's it's unfortunate, but apparently, yeah, apparently it it receives the same amount of uh, light that the near side does that we're all used to seeing. Yeah, and that the lunar cycle is just it slowly going through its actual lunar day, which is like I think a month. Yeah, I just don't understand like how we didn't already know about this information before the fact, like. Why did it take us, you know, why did it get to this stage where we had to actually land something in that specific area to understand that, like, the moon was already rotating? Like, to me, that just seems very, like, primitive information to know about something so close to our, to our planet. Right, right. But. So I think, like, after, after we landed on the moon, like, that was, that was it. We did it. Like, we, we like conquered conquered it so why stuck our flag in the in the ground yeah like why even why bother like there's there's bigger things we can we can travel you know outside of our own planet why why even bother that's true plus it's not like the moon is suitable for life so 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 why stay on there plus i don't think that you can fill it I mean, we can't feel the Earth rotating, but we know that there's day and there's night. Correct. Now, yeah. if there was a manned mission 
to the moon with like provisions and everything, I think you'd notice like, oh, hey, it's severely more dark. Right. And also very, very uh, cold. Yeah. Plus, I mean, line of sight, if you were on there for long enough and you didn't see the earth anymore in your view, you know that, you know, you've rotated essentially. So could you imagine like if there was a manned mission, like right after we landed on the moon, it was just like, all right, we're going to send a team up there. All right. Okay. Bye. Okay, guys. uh, Just going to send you to the moon for for a year. For a year. Holy crap. Just imagine like a whole month of darkness. Yeah. 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 You would only have six months of and it would be staggered. You'd only have six months of of daylight. That's crazy to think about. But that was the that was the name of the game, right? So back when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, that was what they wanted to do is they wanted to find a planet that had sustainability, you know, you could have life on it. And moon so, wasn't really part of that picture. So I don't think necessarily that was the mindset back then. I don't think it was until like the the like early 90s to like mid 2000s where it's like you know earth is crumbling we've got all these oh we've got like the acid rain and everything going down you know yeah due to the industrial revolution and burning of uh fossil fuels and natural resources that we were like all right earth is in trouble we gotta gotta find a new planet right that's true yeah back in 1969 that was i mean we were in competition with uh, Soviet Russia over just about everything, and space was one of those. Yeah, so I think that that's where the U.S. was like, all right, we've got to beat the Russians. I see. We beat the Russians to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> that was the space race, right? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. That was it. Yeah, and I think that that was the last time that NASA had, a like, a really big budget to play around with. I see. Because after... I think after the Challenger blew up, we start, we stopped, stirped, start, uh, stop, oh my god, <laughs> stopped, uh, like, the majority of manned missions into space. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't remember, I was actually in first grade when that happened, I, I don't, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to space exploration back then. I wasn't even born, so... A brief, you know, Google search would, I guess, <laughs> fix that problem, whether or not they did or not. Yeah. So what do you guys think now, now that China has landed a probe on the far side of the moon, do you think that that's going, going to change, um, you know, like NASA's like plan? Do you think NASA's going to reinvestigate the moon themselves? or? I think that what they're going to do is they're going to look at what China has brought back and then go from there. I really don't think so. I don't know what more we can gain by going back to the moon. Yeah. So it's just basically the the same mindset where it's like, all right, now we know everything about the moon. Now we know that it rotates. I see. And then it's just like, well, there's rocks. I mean, there are a lot of rocks. Yeah. Let me tell you. It, it is all rock. Yeah. It's 100% rock. You know? Yeah, it, so I just think that we're just going to start focusing, well, 
focus a little bit more on finding another planet to live on. Okay. Rather than going back to the moon. Because besides building biodomes on the moon, like, or frankly anywhere, I don't think that we're going to get too much out of it. Yeah. Plus the moon is like, what, a fraction of what the earth is. Yeah. Size-wise. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's not that big. So I don't think that there's any natural resource. Everything would have to be artificial. Unless we can somehow manage to convert rock, space rock, into water and other, you know. We've got water here. That's true. Yeah, we'll just send it up there. Just take all the (laughs) seawater. Like, who cares about the seawater? Yeah. No, I mean, like, why why would we... Why, why would we need water on the moon? For our biodomes. To, yeah, to live there. We're, no, we're not... Okay, you go live on the moon. I, I will. Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you're listening, please. Please figure out how we can convert <laughs> rocks into water. Like rumpled stiltskin. <laughs> That's right. Spinning, Spinning straw into gold. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I was given the opportunity to go live on the moon, I'd probably do it. Just to say What that about I'd... the podcast, Ali? Well, you know, we could do a weeks, podcast. Weeks later, we'll, <laughs> you and me, Philip, we'll record our set, and then Ali will get wait, it weeks in advance. Wait, so you're telling me my, my AT&T service won't reach all the way to the moon? I, I won't have cellular I don't think so. service? I don't what? think there's interstellar service yet. Wait, so my, my Dish TV isn't going to pick I up? I mean, we could probably like, I need to watch we could Skype it. I, I need to be able to watch my ESPN. We can Skype. I severely <laughs> doubt that you watch ESPN. No, I don't. I don't. No, that's what but... I thought. <laughs> I mean, we could Skype the the podcast. Okay. And then put it on YouTube. Well, I mean, the main the main driving force behind me going to the moon would just be so I could throw it up on my Tinder profile and be like, hey, I've literally been to the moon. To the moon so, and back. To the moon and back. Literally to the moon Literally. and back. Literally, yeah. Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Although that would that would be our gimmick, though, is is that we're the first interstellar podcast. That's so, true. So we could do it. I would be basically your podcast guinea pig. I would I would take one for the team, as they say. Okay. Just, Are you gonna live on our on our AM and the PM <clears throat> logo? That's right. You see, we're just gonna go ahead and draw a little stick figure that that represents yep. Ali. Yep. <laughs> and he'll be like, "Help me." <laughs> I'm fine with that. If you guys want to help set it up, set up a GoFundMe. I'm gonna need about five billion dollars, and then we can get this thing. So, going. are you gonna live in a in a so a dollar a person <laughs> on this planet will send Ali yeah to the moon. That's well, funny. I mean, we have the first dollar now. Due to our uh, promotions, that's, so that's true. Yes, it is I think we of... finally found. Yeah, I think we finally made our first dollar. That's something you to... are on your way, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Is this gonna happen, guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is gonna happen. Let's start that up real quick. Now Why that not? the now that the government's back up, so put that on your Tinder. Future lunar resident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, and then we can take it like on the night of a full moon, and it's like you pointing to it, (laughs) (laughs) or like staring at it, like very ambitiously. It's like one day I'll get there. (laughs) 
that's fine with me. I'll like be I'll like be pointing, but then it'll just be like a really bad like MS Paint, you know, like a yep. crop, and I'll just be like masked into. We'll the, put a like the we'll put a JPEG of the moon, just like the moon being really close to you. Yes, and it's just like You're like that's one day my I'll house. Be there. That's that's where I am. And we'll put a little dot on there. And I'm like, completely fine with this. So my question is: Are you gonna build a biodome? Are you gonna grow like grass and everything? Or yeah, yeah, you know, you like speak? that. You know, like that movie, The Martian. It'll be like that. Are you gonna science the shit out of things? I'm gonna science the shit out of it. Yeah, why not? I'm cool with that. So are you I'm just gonna, gonna have that playing on potatoes? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that's what this uh, Chinese mission it says. It totes a biological experiment which will track how silkworms potatoes and whatever that says plants grow and develop on the lunar surface all right wow well look so at you. china is going to be doing your work for you yeah well th- thank you huge shout out to china right now you know mm-hmm. go ahead and, and drop germany a like for, on china and germany for supplying the uh the camera yeah thank you thank you germany thank you china no you have to do it in their respective native tongue yeah i I can't quite do that. I'm sorry. I'm how, not gonna, how good is your Mandarin? I'm, I'm not going to butcher their their <laughs> their native tongue. So yeah, you, so you can't even thank them. I Danka. Did, I, That's okay. How you okay, say. Danka. And I think Shishi is thank you in in Chinese. Okay. Yeah, Ollie, how look are at you that. Going to go to the moon? <laughs> if you can't even thank. You know what, Danka <laughs> and Shishi. Thank you very much. From the no, bottom no, you of have my to drag, heart. You have to drag it out like shishi. You can't go shishi. Okay. You sound like you're sneezing. <laughs> maybe and he's I not was, even bowing maybe, either. Maybe yeah, I no. was sneezing. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know my life. Yeah, well, you know what, Ollie? You, with the year that you were spending on the moon, you're going to have a lot of a lot of alone <laughs> time. And a lot of time with your thoughts. That's right. And Unless your feelings. you bring someone with him. Are you going to go with him, Philip? Hell no, I'm not going to the moon. <laughs> Come on, Philip. Why not? It's too dark. It's too dark. Yeah. Well, I don't like uh, dark. I like far, sunlight. actually. It's okay, not dark. Okay, my apologies. <sighs> Philip, I would love for you to accompany me on the moon. I think that'd be really cool. If you can pull it off, I'll do it for a year. Okay. But no longer than that. So, Unless we get stuck, which is my luck. <laughs> so maybe you don't want me to come with you. I'll put a whammy on the whole thing. I'm fine. Be like with... Apollo 13 all over again. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm fine with living on the moon indefinitely. At indefinitely? Point. Indefinitely. You've never even been there. That's fine. Well, you know, the mark it saying, down, folks. I don't need to have been there to understand. January 6, 2019. Ollie says, I will live there indefinitely. Okay. By yourself? Whatever. By myself, with a group, with with one person, doesn't matter. Have you ever heard of this thing called space madness? Space madness? Yeah, that's yeah, usually what happens. Episode, uh, what, where you go like clinically insane? Because yeah, you're alone? And, and you go on like, have you never seen a space movie ever? I have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's always that one person that suffers from space madness. That's fine. So that he, would be me. So he or yeah. she. All right. Well, that would be well, me. It's Philip. He so you might be in mortal danger if I come first. with you. <laughs> You've seen just enough movies, Philip, to make it suspenseful. I can already see you go. Here's Philip. 
That would be awesome. I would I would love for someone to go insane in space. I'd be like, all right, you're getting sacrificed first. Just throw them out of the pod. Like, let's go. Getting sent back this to Earth. Sacrificed for what? <laughs> well, because it's to for our the, Lord and Savior. No, it's for the better good of of the humanity on on the moon. It's the the greater good of my staying alive. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And not getting my eyes scratched to help us. This conversation has turco. They'd get a taken a really back to Earth. Really be, dark, far turn. No, listen, think about it. If someone, genuinely a lunatic. If someone <laughs> if someone went crazy on the moon, right? You wouldn't even have to spend any money. You just shoot them in a pod back to Earth forcibly. Then NASA doesn't have to spend any money. The government doesn't have to spend I any mean, money. I mean, they have to spend the money to make the pod, and that's money they're not making And back. then rehabilitate them unless okay. they're just going to dump them in the ocean. Well, yeah. no, yeah, that's what happens. They get forcibly ejected off the moon site. And then they just have a one-way ticket. You just made into the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. You just made the best reality TV show of <laughs> of all time. Could you imagine? Can you survive the moon? And then it's like Big Brother, but it's on the moon. No, no, no. It's and like, instead of going home, you get shot back to you Earth. Become a sea astronaut. <laughs> just imagine it's like Jersey Shore, except it's called Lunar Shore. See. And you got well, you got a bunch of people. Sure, there's nothing are, there but rock. Well, no. Yeah. See, you have lunar, but then the shore part comes afterwards when you mess up, and then you get shot back to Earth, <laughs> and you crash land on like Jersey Shore or something stupid like that. <laughs> That's yours. I'm Marcus being... has just tossed the annoying uh, uh, Snickers bar for the first right. time over of 2019. Ali. Yeah, for the first time. You know, I'll I'll take it. Actually, for the first time in a couple of weeks, we forgot I'll, that that was a gimmick. I'll take that L. That's all right. I'll take that L. <laughs> what a what was that conversation? <laughs> I don't even know. That was just you know, the inner workings of my mind. No, I think it would be cool to live on another planet to be like part of a Pathfinder team, mm-hmm. just to have a a normal person go there, but. I don't know. I I would just feel outclassed going with all these like herbologists and and like all of these doctors and and astronauts and everything. It's just like, and then I'm here. What are you gonna bring to it? Um, kind of tell jokes. Uh, be be the first interstellar comedian. Listen, if if you're going anywhere on a Pathfinder mission, you'd probably have to have some sort of purpose <laughs> yeah so, i'll be the world's first interstellar comedian okay. maybe the best maybe no, the worst you wouldn't <laughs> all right well. you'd be the the universe's only interstellar comedian therefore being the best that yeah automatically by default you'd be the best <laughs> so that's completely fine i mean i'm not the best of work. the best because it's only you well just the best. But the best. Well, <laughs> and that's but, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, the greatest of all time. I'd be the goat. You would. You would be the goat. You'd be the goat of the universe when it comes to okay, jokes. I'm out of this conversation. I'm yeah. Not using goat. Well, did that on it's a young too. man's game. <laughs> using acronyms is the young man's game, Philip. Absolutely. Now, as a kid, I was always, uh, always interested in Neptune. And then growing up, realized how 
dangerous of a place that really is. Neptune? Yeah. Like it's Describe Neptune. It's almost all water and ice storms all the time. Okay. Like, I don't know why I was always... I think because I like the colored and it was a water planet. Okay. It's it's, uh, mainly blue, is that correct? It's blue. Yes. Yeah. Because of all the water. Oh. (laughs) Okay. The more you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. No, I think that that would be a cool place to live. But like I said, it was all water, thundering, just raining all the time. You know, you could be a part of a Pathfinder mission. mission. You could be a part of a Pathfinder mission that just closely orbits Neptune. And then every once in a while, you'll shoot down into Neptune to collect data and then shoot back up into your space station. For those of you who haven't listened to our uh, very first podcast, uh, Interstellar, Mm -hmm. things go wrong whenever you shoot people down onto planets. Well, that's fine. I mean, a few minutes down Mm -hmm. there in Neptune is probably several years. No, it's it's not that long. Yeah, that's true. Because you're not near a black hole. Yeah, I'm not going through space. Yeah. Just shooting down... Planet but, side. But you would have a, a time shift. Yeah. I do think you would. But that would be that'd be very interesting. Let's see here. Uh I don't know if it what would be interesting to to live on Neptune. I'm not not just live, but I'm I'm more curious about the the as I would say, the logistics of getting there and staying there. And potentially coming back and collecting data. I think that stuff is interesting. Also, a day on mm-hmm. Neptune is eight hours shorter than what it is on Earth. Well, that's cool. Hmm. So, like, you can only get, what, 14 hours? No, 16 hours worth of... Yeah, only only 16, day, uh, 16 hours. Hmm. Well, that severely limits your sleep time. You know, because I mean, I only sleep about five hours a day, so I think it'd be okay. Oh. I get two hours of sleep every day. Just cut it down. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. What about you, Philip? What that explains what planet your crankiness. I'm always cranky. Yeah, I know. You only sleep five hours a day. Oh, well, have you ever yeah. tried sleeping like twelve hours? It's fantastic. You should really try it. Uh, that's a young man's game, Ollie. <laughs> You're not like sixty. <laughs> Sleeping is a young man's game. I gotta live. I gotta live my best life. I and love naps. They're they're amazing. I mean, I can t- I can nap like it's nobody's business. That's the first thing I do whenever I get home is I take a nap. Oh, which is probably why I only sleep five hours a day. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into my sleep schedule, Philip, what about you? What what planet or planets are you interested in? Earth. <laughs> okay, besides Earth. Nope. Just Earth? <laughs> yep, just Earth. You, you wouldn't want to go live on another planet or or try to explore it? I'll go ahead and let other people go and develop it. Naboo, that seems like a nice planet, doesn't it? Lush vegetation, waterfalls. Yeah, Naboo. Yeah. What is Naboo? Have you not seen Star Wars? 
No, we've already been through this. I I have never watched Star Wars. No, you've seen a Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched one, like the latest one. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what... So you don't know what Naboo is. No, I don't know what Naboo is. That's, that is like foreign language to Late me. Late 90s, early 2000s, those Star Wars features a planet called Naboo. I see. And that's well, a planet I would want to live on. Yeah, except that I wouldn't want to go underwater though to where the gun uh no the gungans, the gungans live. seem very annoying yeah you ollie. see ollie you need to know what we're talking about yes yeah, you I have, have to be no, up on the star wars thing i have no idea you would think that as someone who has a telescope you would explain to us ollie why you don't like star wars okay i'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this but the reason I don't like Star Wars... Hang on a second. Have you heard this, Marcus? I, I haven't, so I'm okay. ready for pouncing. Okay, so listen. The, the reason I don't like Star Wars... Now, take this with a grain of salt, okay? But, okay, here it goes. The reason I don't like Star Wars is that I think that the transition effects that they use throughout the movie is primitive and childish. And I don't agree with the way that the movie is laid out you've literally seen one of them and it wasn't until like what 20 28 and 2017 2018 that you've watched a star wars film so how would you know what the transitions are i've watched snippets of older movies and i just don't like the the transition style the screen like swipe and like how you know, it's like a circle that expands into the next scene. That's why you don't like Star Wars. Yes, you know and that's that, the only reason. You know that was you don't the care pinnacle. About, what, what about the scenes themselves? I think that, I think that for me, that the transition effects take away from the authenticity of each scene. <laughs> what in the <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm I being told ser- you this was going to be good. I'm being serious. <laughs> you know that that was like the pinnacle of cinematography. I just 1977 don't... was the first one, and then they just kept with the formula for but the that's... next three. And also, didn't like so going into Star Wars, nobody knew what it was going to be about, and then like, didn't it sell out like f- for weeks to months afterwards? Yeah, the the popularity know. of it. Yeah, I know it went like up it was overnight, and it was all word of mouth. I'm sure it was, but like for me. Someone who is somewhat like more tuned in on the actual cinematography versus the movie, I I feel like they should have done something different after technology, you know, kind of kept kept going. So what would you have done? So, so in a movie, I feel like if you want to use a transition, fine. But don't make it the same transition every time. It's not the same transition every time. It's not? Not no. every time. But it's they, the they don't just go like you're flipping a page in a book where it's just like, and then this scene happens, sideswipe. And then this scene happens, swipe, uh, sideswipe. Yeah, so that's what I don't there's like. There's a swipe. There's, you know, again, like a circle expanding into the next scene. I mean, there are different ones. Okay. Well, I you know. So, what, what would you do differently? Go. Would you just have a jump cut? Yeah, it's, and that's completely fine. Is to just cut to the next scene. 
Well, like, so Star Wars is is telling a story and and like building a narrative and having all this lore and everything. Like it's okay to take your time and to like sideswipe or or slowly like zoom in. It was extremely different back then because everyone was just cutting to the next scene. Okay. So they wanted to be different and do something different. So then that makes sense to do that back then. But I feel like in 2018... 2019. But they weren't made in 2018 and 2019. No, but I'm saying I did watch the latest Star Wars in 2018. And I feel like the fact that they're still using the same transitions to me... Well, that's because it's a staple of the franchise. Yeah. So that's fine, but I just don't necessarily... So you've seen all. It. So you've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, right? Yeah. What are their same transitions? Cuts, just cuts. And, and you it don't. Works. And and you don't feel like that's annoying to, just go from jump cut to jump cut. No, using the same not. using the same transition over and over again. I understand it's the same transition over and over again, but. What if they used cars? to go into the next transition that, that like it was be... just like a little loading screen no, it was just no. a car kind of, like, no. kind of like in the old batman show where where the scene like sort of spins around and there's a car going i i would not appreciate that i don't know maybe okay maybe i am being hypocritical here but i also have not watched enough star wars movies nor have i been emotionally vested in the story itself to give an accurate you know opinion at this point i, I don't know I watched the latest movie, and that well, was it's it. Well, what is it? It's a space opera. Okay. So I feel that you have to watch the original three, which are really good, except Jedi kind of dropped off. And then watch watch the first three. We're going to talk about that later. Jedi dropped off. <laughs> anyway. And then... You can watch the stories. It doesn't really matter to me. I wasn't really emotionally invested into into Rogue One. I was like, well, here here's these heroes that no one ever spoke of again after the first movie. After just like a lot of people died to give us this information. Cool. Never don't have any statues or anything dedicated to them. Just nameless heroes. I think that that was a better monument to him. Okay. The fact that... But then again, I I didn't really care. I think that Luke Skywalker and his band of rebels were domestic terrorists just going around because everything was fine in the Empire. Like, yeah, there there was some oppression. Unless you weren't human. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was some oppression, but, like, it was all right life went on there were no wars until the rebels came about that's why it's star wars because of those people i see and you know in rogue one these people died in order to get the information you know what at least i got to watch them die oh hey there there is one character that i have i, I have an, an imperial decal in the back of my car <laughs> there was one person that i like kind of felt emotionally attached to and that was the force sensitive person and after that i was just like all right well oh no that person died i don't know 
Oh, the next person died. Oh, oh man. You see, Marcus, this is what this is what we need to do. I was I was gonna go ahead and, and pick uh, pick the next uh, movie review that we do, okay. And I was gonna make it a black and white movie solely to get him to watch one because he refuses to watch any movie that's in black and white. Why? Now, well, hang on a minute. So I'm gonna spare <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna spare you that, Ali. <laughs> and we are going to make Empire Empire Strikes Back the next movie. Because we can easily pick up uh, on Empire, right? You don't really have to see the first one. You, you do to know who the people are, but so wait, otherwise it's Empire just an Strikes story Back. Need to see. Which that is which, the fifth one. That's the fifth one. Which is technically the second one. All right, now hang on. Let's. <laughs> what? Okay, so the original three that were made in the late seventies and early eighties um, are episodes four, five, and six. Okay. Okay. And episodes one, two, and three started in 1999, okay? Okay. And those are the prequels. And the ones that we're seeing now are episodes seven, eight, and then the ninth, the ninth one okay. is going to be the next. Which is the, the sequels. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So then what order should I, as a complete Four, five, Star Wars... Six. One, two, three. Just in chronological order, basically, right? Well, there is there is the machete order. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. But it's basically in order, and don't ask me what the order is. But it's supposed to be basically a chronological way to watch it, only putting them slightly out of order so there's no spoilers here and there or whatever. I'll have to look it up and send it to you. It's actually kind of interesting. I kind of want to try it out. Okay. Well, so my ex, I started her out watching just them in numerical order. Mm -hmm. Which I think was like kind of a bad way to do it. But I was just like, because she had never seen Star Wars. So I was like, well, changing that. And then for a week, we just watched Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing, Ali. Like, the, the first trilogy and then the trilogy of the prequels and then this trilogy that's going on now, they're all different stories. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Like, you, it's not something that if you watch them in chronological order, I don't, I don't really think it makes everything better. I think that if you've seen all of them, then maybe you would do that marathon just for, your, for shits and giggles. But, yeah. Okay. I, I personally would start with four, five, and six, but... In all honesty, Marcus, uh, episode four, A New Hope, has a major cheese factor that I think would turn him right off. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) We're talking trash cans with feet. Look, I... Oh, God. So, number four is my all-time favorite movie. Like, I, I can sit down and watch that over and over and over and over again. I don't know why that is because cinematically five is is better and and has more fantastic and has more emotional factor Mm -hmm. for reasons you'll understand ollie but four is just like it's probably because it is so cheesy that it's just like i love this movie 
Well, you know, it's it's a hero's journey, okay, first off, you know. That's where you kind of become emotionally involved with uh, Luke Skywalker. He, you know, loses his uh, family to the Empire. Spoiler alert. Well, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Saying as we're just going to skip four anyway. <laughs> That's right. So, and then it shows, like, how driven he was even before all this to get off the planet. And then he decides... That he's going to do something about it. And of course rescue a princess that he apparently wants to bone. I think that was really his only yeah, <laughs> his only motive there. Okay. So I looked up the machete order. Okay. And it'll be... So four, five... Uh, so in this list they skip number one just because of Jar Jar Binks basically. That and the pod racing scene is a little drawn out. Which I can see that I yeah absolutely I love the the aspect of pod racing, but it's just like watching NASCAR where it's like all right, well I could probably get up and nothing noticeable happen. Get up, come back like that's 10 where minutes you later. get up and get a soda. I saw that movie uh, fourteen times in the theater, and there were definitely parts where you're like, okay, I can yeah, no, nothing noticeable I can get is up going and go on to the here. Bathroom. Yeah, wow, <laughs> fourteen times, Philip. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Well, it's okay. I think that's the as many times as I went to Taco Bell because they gave out promotional posters for it. That's a good reason to go to Taco Bell, though. That and Choco Tacos. That was whenever they were still selling Ch- Choco Tacos. There. They sold Choco Tacos? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had. Uh, well, the one that I went to had had a little freezer. That's cool. Yeah, so. Never knew that. So we always. That was also like. Whenever we would go to Taco Bell, sit, eat, mm-hmm. spend a couple, of, uh, spend like an hour or two there, and then go back home. That's um, cool. So four or five, we can skip one, and I'm okay about that because right, because of reasons. I like it, but it's we can do <sighs> I, without it. I love that they were just like, yeah, we're gonna just basically make you Jesus. It's just like, uh, what is it? The Metachlorians just came together, and then and then you were born. Right. And it's just like what immaculate <laughs> conception. No, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so the Force conceived him. Okay, so uh, skip through one. So you say four, five, four, five, two, three, and then six. I'm gonna have to try that out. That just seems too out of order for me. Yeah, it does, but you know, maybe it'll make but sense if we there's probably an explanation in there on why it makes sense. Nope. No? Okay, well I've read an article <laughs> I've read an article that did, you know, like the machete order kind of still has the Luke I am your father thing like as a surprise. Uh so this is based on a blog post by Rod Hilton who came up with the machete order. Uh he notes the issue of watching them in in episode order, namely that uh, the Darth Vader's reveal is spoiled. Also mentioned some issues. So we'll have to go back and read the blog post, which... Whatever. Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. So I, I will watch it. I will try this machete order. I will try to... Well, let's not bite off more than, than we need to chew. So... I personally am okay with us reviewing 
Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. And I'm going to say this, I always tell everybody this, when you watch Empire Strikes Back, you're going to want to watch the next one. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the ending is so open. So, so I will also say this, Ollie, because Philip and I have seen these movies many times, you can't be on your phone. Because you have to engage with the story and fully soak it in. All screen transitions cannot be skipped. <laughs> you know what? You, you, can't, make... you can't skip just like I 10 seconds. Sc- I, I sense the scene change coming on. I'm going to look down and wait until right. it's over. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that whole movie into Premiere Pro. And I'm going to edit out all the screen transitions so they're just cuts. That's oh, what I'm going to do. You can't do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to no. save it and then I'm going to re-upload it. Because the music of the next scene starts like in the middle of the swipe. That's I will I will make the changes accordingly. I will figure it out. But he will make it legal. I will make it. <laughs> so you don't get it. Yeah, no, you, I, I don't. <laughs> like you giggled about it, and it's like, oh yeah, that that's funny. No, you don't uh, understand. Fine, fine. <laughs> legal. I want to watch that now. What is that two? No, that's the first one. That was yeah. uh, the invasion of Naboo, which is a great uh, scene. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I'm still the planet that re- that started this entire discussion. <laughs> that's true. You know, Marcus, I will watch. I will watch it, and I'll give it my full attention. I won't be on my phone. I won't do anything weird. That's what I, I usually do. Watch movies without getting on my phone. So, except for what was it, Fast and Furious Eight. What a garbage movie. I did stay. I stayed on my phone for Didn't that movie. Didn't we talk about that one? Isn't that the one where a tank... The tank in the submarine? Race I think yeah, it was a submarine or something yeah. like that. It's like, why? Oh, yeah. I can remember Ludacris being in a tank. And right, then the next yeah. thing you know, it's like, there's a submarine. And then the... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is so, so stupid. Like, But it's cheesy. and It's cheesy. It's terrible. It's got... All the things that Universal Pictures needed to throw together another Fast and Furious movie. And they're going to do it again next year for Fast and Furious 9. Is that an actual thing? I'm No, but I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Whatever, that sounds stupid. So we also need to review Sharktopus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. That seems like a movie that I'm not going to be interested in at all. Sharktopus? Sharktopus, yeah. It's a shark and an octopus. Do they like have babies or something? Mutant. No, it's part shark, part octopus. Is well, this, how, is this hard on. to follow? Yes, how did they how did the sharktopus come to be? That sounds like a thing that I'm gonna have to not be on my Was phone. there like nuclear fallout and then that's how <laughs> these two animals converge together? I don't remember. It, 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 do they end up on a plane at it any point very, in the movie? <laughs> it wasn't exactly. Is the most Samuel memorable. L. Jackson <laughs> on the plane? I have. Oh, that is Lord. it. I have had it with this motherfucking octopus on this Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> okay, so maybe not. Okay. I mean, we watched a movie about a tire, people. That's fine. Tires are How? normal creatures. You know what? You guys are just haters. No, he liked rubber. I didn't. 
No, because he talked himself out of it. So he said that he liked it. And then he was just like, "Eh, well, I guess I'm just on the fence about it. Like, it's a really horrible movie. And then at the end of it, he goes, I hated that movie. (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with horrible movies. You know, I'm a huge fan of Sharknado movies. And those are those are terrible. Those garbage movies. Well, they are, but they're entertaining. Uh, not to me. See, and I I have not watched Sharknado movies. Well, that's don't, another thing I need to watch. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. No. I want to see your face when you first watch Sharknado. <laughs> Mark Cuban was in one of those. Mark and, Cuban. Yeah. Mark, why did you do that? <laughs> Mark, I know you're listening. Mark the shark. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson was in the last one. What? Yeah, he played Merlin. Neil, what the hell, man? A man of science playing a magician. I think that was supposed to be the irony. Oh, okay. All right, you're, yeah, you're fine, Neil. It's all good. <laughs> you know, we can't really give Neil deGrasse Tyson any flack because he would just put us all on blast he anyway would. on Twitter. He would tweet about us. And you know, Neil, if you're listening, you can tweet about us. It's okay. We give you permission. You can roast us. You can promote AM and the PM's page. It's fine. Which is what you'd be doing by roasting us. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's true. why I want to stay off YouTube, because I don't think I'm ready for <laughs> for the amount of roasting and the amount of videos being made about, like, you can just imagine just popular YouTubers saying, yeah, so I stumbled upon uh, this podcast called AM and the PM. First off, there are three other AM and the PM podcasts. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I could see Ethan Klein just being like, just, just, just pausing every now and then. Us. Just clap. Yeah, the whole time. He'd he'd put on his hazmat suit. Yeah. Like there's too much cringe. Yeah, I don't I don't need that. I agree with you. I agree with you. So let's talk about something that happened what was it? Was it yesterday? No, the day before. We got some pretty cool stuff. Uh AM and the PM now has a branded coffee mug compliments of one of our og listeners the the og listener the original listener yes so thank you thank you very much yes thank you very much and if you're listening yes i washed the mug before i used it i know that was a topic we were really concerned about that i did in fact she she was really concerned about it that's fine but mine wasn't clean so i actually had to get up and wash it again yeah i didn't clean mine until until i got here let it be known that my mug was clean all of our mugs were clean upon pouring coffee into it before you put coffee into ours all of ours was clean okay that's that's good that's very good but yeah we'll definitely throw a picture up on the page they're they're pretty awesome so thank you very much who is also our pr director yeah. by the way yeah so <laughs> so well, is that it guys i think it might be yeah um as always thank you for listening and hopefully we have some interesting movie debates discussions happening in the future Ooh, some star yes. wars some have you watched the moon landing i know it's in black and white but have you seen it no what are they teaching the in schools landing? these well, days? Oh, wait, wait, wait. The actual moon landing? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched the actual moon. Oh, I thought there was a, like a movie. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on, never mind. <laughs> television The broadcast. moon landing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yes. I've watched, I watched the televised landing. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, yes, it was in black and white. And I'd hope it was in I... black and white. <laughs> well, Television back in the day was in black and white. Movies were in color, but... You know, when I was a kid, I thought that the whole world was in black and white. What, are you a dog? I... <laughs> no. Obviously, I'm not freaking barking over here. I'm what do you mean? Dog. What do you... What? When I was a Explain kid... Explain that. I thought that in in the past before color tvs were produced oh, that everything including yes. i thought that too when i was little yeah i did i think it's a very common i didn't thing. have the con i didn't know the concept of film just yeah. what i saw originally on tv was color so that's the world that i live in so back in the day i did now that you now that you mention it i remember thinking that yeah that's what it was like i pictured my grandmother young and in black and, <laughs> and white black like and in white, the movie. Yeah. I've done that many times as a child. Am I the only one? In fact, when I saw a silent film, I didn't know there was any sound. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> am I Am I the only one here that didn't think that? Yeah. Well, basically, Mr. You, you, Special. You weren't Yeah, exactly. Maybe your brain developed faster than ours. <laughs> Everybody perceives color on different spectrums. Oh no, it's just it's just nothing like that was ever explained to me as a child that okay, black and white was just for TVs. No one ever, you know, outright said that. Right, so got, <laughs> because how was I, I supposed don't, to know. <laughs> what do you mean no one I ever specifically was black and white, okay? <laughs> what do you mean no one came out and said, "All right, guys, everything <laughs> that has ever been is in color besides besides old movies and, and TV shows. That's just it's okay, something when that I, should have been clarified. This was when I was probably five. I yeah, mean, in my defense. very young. Very young. But yeah, like four or five, six before I had a concept of... Of color? <laughs> no, it's just... there were Okay, it's, it's very simple as a kid to not make that connection, at least in my mind, because I see color TV... And then I see footage that was black and white from the past. And I automatically think, okay, well, if there's footage of color stuff now, but only black and white in a time frame that is earlier, then okay, everything in that time frame was black and white. That's just how I perceived it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I was dropped like 14 <laughs> times on the head. All right. Then... So I'm going to make your brain, your brain bleed, Marcus, and probably yours too. <clears throat> So when I was younger, probably about four or five, I was told the sun sets in the west. So I had this idea. I had this idea. Okay. Now the sun is small from here. So I pictured this small disc. Okay. Sitting in the middle of what looked like Arizona with a cowboy next to it on a horse. (laughs) What? Yeah, because the sun set in the west, right? So it was the west. Okay. Yeah, it was like this little, I pictured this little glowing disc. (laughs) Just chilling. That just sat upright in the desert. (laughs) Oh my god. So, Ali, you're welcome. You are not the stupidest person in the room right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, so there are some mythology stories and lore that that 
uh, like Raw or I think Hermes or someone like goes on a chariot and brings the sun around the earth. I've heard of that too. Yeah. So that's not too far fetched. That's that's all right. But like Arizona, that's kind of yeah. Like what about everything like, like, past like eighteen fifties Yuma or something? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean. If only I had. If, <laughs> we okay, try. Marcus. We it's tried. Okay, if you to could end only the podcast see, on a good note, if you could only see Marcus's face right now, it's just <laughs> so much disappointment. Just... <laughs> <sighs> All right, I think it's time to end this before before I have an aneurysm. The Marcus.exe stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to say, uh, send a report? Don't send error report. Sending error report. That's right. <laughs> Windows is trying to determine the problem. Do 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 do. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, and check us out, Aim in the PM, uh, on Facebook. And you can send us emails because we're really, really lonely. We don't get any emails. You know, we want to hear from you guys. So let us know what you think. Ask aim in the PM at gmail.com. So let's post this question. Did you once think that, you know, before color uh, photos and color TVs, did you think that the world was black and white? Am I, am I just the one person here that didn't think that? Please let me know I'm not alone. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you might be alone, buddy. <sighs> That's I think really you might sad. Be. It's all right. You know, it happens. Just like when you'll be alone on that Pathfinder mission. <laughs> when you'll <laughs> be alone on that Neptune. Pathfinder mission <laughs> to the moon. Well, the moon is pretty, pretty black and white. That's Ollie. true. Are you sure you're going to be able to handle that? I think I'll be all right. Just know that other things are Except in color for the out there. Earth. It's the only color <laughs> yeah. you're going to see. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right, guys. As always, <laughs> as always, you know. Check out Cromley.com for all your news sources. Oh, yes. That's right. Philip, how's your book going? How are book sales? Book sales? I got one royalty of 35 cents. Hey. hey. Yeah. Look at that. Big yeah. bucks, man. You going to take us out? out you going to take us all out to dinner? I can't even buy a candy bar with that. <sighs> Come on. Damn. All right. Well... Tune in next week to find out how Ollie thought about, oh, what Ollie thought about Empire Strikes Back. True. Did he enjoy the transitions? Did he chop it up and, you know, re-upload it? We're not going to save this for a a review, like, a few weeks from now? Who knows? Okay. We'll see. We'll see how this week goes. If I have enough time to sit through the movie and chop up all the transitions so I can actually watch it, then... Then we'll know by next week. Now, Marcus, what Ali does have is my copy of The Last Dragon. Ah, yes. I still need to watch that. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's been sitting downstairs, and I need to watch wow, it. Wow, you won't even watch that? I, I've i been busy, man. I've been really busy. You know, I got a life. Yeah, going country. out and buying a camera and walking downtown Columbus. That's, you know, yes, that is what I've been doing. Making, and it's, it's a lot of making fun. Making badass videos. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> Amazon Kindle Store, Philip E. Moody. 
check out the stories that I have up there. They're only 99 cents except for one. I think one's 145. But yeah, check them out. Remember, 18 only. 18 and up only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you have to be 18 years old exactly. You can only be 18 <laughs> to read these books. <laughs> like, you got to put in your birth date, upload a picture of your ID. <laughs> yeah, check out uh, TTG Repairs. I still fix broken phones, and I'll also fix your broken heart while I'm at it. So, Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey. I know you're still listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Cheers.